Welcome to season three of the You Belong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Brayden, your host. Super excited for another episode. I've really enjoyed doing this. I don't even know how many episodes this is, but I feel like it's been a lot. But we're going to keep going forever. Just kidding. I don't know how how many episodes we're going to do. But we got the one, the only, Lance Hamby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lance, how are you feeling today? Um, We just had Laha. Hmm. If you don't know what that is, that's La Hacienda. Probably one of the better Mexican restaurants in, in the area. I was Cheap, so. too. Yeah. It was very bad. good. So I'm feeling very relaxed. Mm. Could take a nap. But we can't. No. Not yet, at least. Work to do. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we had a great lunch today with the boys. Had a good time. Lance, how many times you been on this podcast now? I don't know, but I've I don't. Count. I don't feel like I should count because I think I'm just gonna keep making Ty and Matt jealous. <laughs> <laughs> For real, Matt's probably like, I've only been on there twice. Twice, they say it often. Yeah, it is what it is. They'll have to, they'll have to deal with it. It's but true. Uh, excited to have you on here talking about something cool. Mm. We won't reveal it yet. Um, what you what you do this uh, weekend, Lance? Anything crazy? Uh, well. I did photograph a whole wedding That's on right. Saturday. Our I was, both of our friends. I was at the wedding. Yes, you were. You in were the in wedding. the wedding. Boom. Our friends Nick and Savannah. They are newly married. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very hot day, and the wedding was like all of the wedding. The ceremony, dance, mm-hmm. cakes, eating, everything was outside. Outside. So you could say by the end of the day, I definitely needed a shower. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. And at least you were in a t-shirt and shorts. That is I was true. in a full suit. But also, um, like, so. I don't know why God made me this way, but I'm allergic to the earth. Why that makes sense, that does not make any sense to me. Like, doesn't. I was born here, but I could not get my allergies under control. Uh, my eyes were literally bloodshot the whole entire day. And when I got in my car after I left, after the send-off, I was, like, gasping for air because I felt <laughs> like my <laughs> asthma was... <laughs> don't laugh at I me. Oxygen. <laughs> I did. Am I from Mars? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I really did. Oh, man. Yeah, there's... Uh, I don't deal with allergies, but a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. I feel like, tend to, to do so. I don't know if that's like a southern thing or what. I don't know. I'm from the north. I don't know if You'd think changes. it'd be you and not me because I was I'm born not, here. Yeah, I'm not yeah. from here, so I come exactly. here and be like, this air is different. <laughs> but, yeah, that wedding uh, wedding was fun. Um, I was a groomsman. always love being a groomsman. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. Um, you took our pictures. You did I great. Did. Thank you. Can't wait to see all those. Saw a sneak peek. They're yep. great. Nick, Savannah, if you're listening... Um, congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> They're married. If you know Nick and Savannah Kirstein, give them a shout out. Go tell them congratulations on getting married. Um, they're awesome. They're in, at the beach right now, mm-hmm. honeymooning it up, mm-hmm. um, having a good time on their little vacation. Such a good time. I love weddings. I love love. Mm. It was a great time. <laughs> I did, it, it, it is what cheesy. it is. I know, but mm. it's true. Mm. Usually the cheesy things are true. That is sadly true. Yeah. Mm. For the most part. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I think I mean, it's just because you're a hopeless romantic. I am. Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. I am a hopeless romantic. Got I mean, it. I will do anything. To, anything? I mean, not anything, but like I will go to great lengths to <laughs> find love. I feel like <laughs> I even applied for The Bachelor. Like, I remember you doing this that. This was like probably a year ago, year and a half ago. Maybe. I remember you doing that. And um, all I remember telling you was that. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not about what you have. But I did tell you <laughs> at that time you were driving that Honda Civic. No. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was on its absolute last yeah. leg. Mm-hmm. And your apartment. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we don't got to tell everybody on my no, business. No, <laughs> that is true. But, hey, I got a new car now. so that's, That is true. That's you a do have a RAV4. Me. If I were to just like maybe pick up my clothes once in a while, then my apartment would be fine. That is... Vacuumed yeah, a little bit you more. You definitely do need to vacuum. Um, I vacuumed like... Vac- vacuum. <laughs> I vacuumed a couple weeks ago. I could That's probably good. do it more often, though. Definitely. Also, I'm going to formally apologize if I sound congested mm-hmm. and I, if I have to cough. Allergies. Through, yes, because <laughs> it's still going on. <laughs> Allergies. So, love. I mean, I, I love love. I'll do anything for it. The wedding was great. I love seeing it. You They're know my who best else do anything for love? Don't say <laughs> our savior, <laughs> and everybody just tuned out right there. They yeah, just left. probably they're they like, left. "Yeah, I'm leaving this. This is like some old school Christian radio." Oh, no, not true. Um, but segue—that's no. a nice word. Well, yeah. So we're talking <laughs> about marriage, dating. We are no, oh. like right then we were okay because I got a little confused. No, 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 and. You know, we try and sometimes to missionary date, and we think we can get people that aren't Christians to become a Christian by dating them. We're talking about sharing <laughs> our faith. You guessed it right, folks. <laughs> I think you just threw everybody for a loop, because I didn't even know where you were going with that. That I'm going to be totally honest. That was not your best. It I am make a, a whole Segway lot of master. Have you ever ridden a Segway? No, I have not. It's have really you? really fun. It's have very you? difficult to I feel to like ride. you've done so many things that I've not done in life, and it's the simplest things. Not that many. Just I've never ridden a Segway. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about sharing our faith. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, I was, I tried to piece together something there. But Are you going to share a rocky faith road. with me in this? No, I think you're already a believer. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, talking about sharing our faith, because uh, it's a very important thing. It's something that we're we're called to do. So switching gears, let's get into it. Let's dive into the, the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, sharing our faith. It's something that's very hard to do, I feel like. Or we make Sometimes, it, yeah. We make it m- more difficult than it needs to be. Um, and so I guess the question of the day is, do we have to share our faith? Absolutely. I, I agree. <laughs> I think it's a pretty simple answer. I think we do. Um, and part of that is because that's what's in scripture. Mm-hmm. Jesus talks about it a lot. And so, uh, that's why we're, we're supposed to do it. We're called to do it because that's what Jesus basically his whole time on earth, not his whole time of ministry on earth mm-hmm. was sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Preaching and, the gospel. And he yeah, was the gospel. Exactly. And when he ascended into heaven, you know, he gave us that call, same call to Matthew go Matthew 28. Go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And who are disciples, people who follow you as you follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus had 12 of them. They followed him, mm-hmm. and we're called the same way. We're supposed to get people like, hey, here's the gospel. They receive it, and then we teach them what we've learned, and so on and so forth, and then they make disciples, and it goes on and on and on. Um, but, yeah, Matthew 28 is the last chapter in Matthew, and it's what Jesus is like. His last thing before he leaves is saying, like, hey, mm-hmm. go do what I just did and go spread the gospel 
everywhere and mm-hmm. make make disciples for sure um and so i think sometimes we i don't know we try and like get away from that we try and avoid it it's, like, it's, it's uncomfortable yeah but it's sometimes. right there i mean it, and a lot of things are uncomfortable it doesn't mean that we don't absolutely do yeah um doesn't mean it's not hard doesn't mm-hmm. mean like there ain't challenges and problems that that come up with it and everything um but we are called to share our faith and so the question do we have to like we said yes mm-hmm. We, we have to, and it's not like, a, oh, I have to share my faith to have a relationship with God, or I have to share my faith to get into heaven. That's not the case, uh, because anything that we are, like, called or kind of have to do comes out of the part of, like, we are in relationship with Jesus, and we love Jesus, and so this is right. just going to be a byproduct. Like, if you really love Jesus, and he changed your life, like, you're going to want to go share that with people. Right. So it's not like, oh, I have to if I want to be saved. That's never the case because mm-hmm. we're saved through grace by faith right. alone. Um, and so I don't want people to think like, oh, I have to share. If I don't share my faith, like, is my salvation real? I'm not a Christian. Yeah. Like, That's I mean, true. I think you should reflect and be like, mm-hmm. why am I not sharing my faith? But I don't want anyone to doubt their salvation right. because it's a scary thing to do. Uh, but I think, but yeah, we we should be sharing our faith on a pretty consistent basis. And I'm speaking to myself, too, because it's uh, something that I'd, now, like working at church, I'm like, oh, well, I do it all the time, you know, every Tuesday night for young adults, you know, but in my life, like when I'm at the store, you know, I should be making relationships with, mm-hmm. with a cashier, or with a waitress, or mm-hmm. like I have friends that don't go to church. Like it's still, you should always be looking for opportunities to, to share the gospel mm-hmm. um, because that's, if we're trying to be like Jesus, like I said, that's what Jesus made his life about was preaching the gospel. You know, you've heard it. You maybe you've heard this analogy before is like it's kind of like a cheesy one, but you've heard somebody say, you know, if you had the cure for cancer mm-hmm. and only you had it, would you not be hitting the streets, calling up people, doctors, foundations, and saying, "Hey, I've got the cure." I mean, it's it's the same thing with mm-hmm. our with our life, and you know, sometimes we don't necessarily look at our sin as something that needs to be cured. But in a sense, it is, yeah. Um, because Jesus is the is the cure for our sin. We are we are dead in our sin, but Jesus has come to give us the life that we need, and there's more life found in Him. And as we grow in relationship with Him and we follow Him, we figure out that there's way more um, about Him that is so much more than we ever could have even thought of. So it's like if I have the cure to something, I won't. I don't want to hold it to myself because mm-hmm. what is it doing benefiting me? It benefits other people. Yeah. So you sharing your faith and sharing the gospel ultimately doesn't just benefit you. It benefits other people and builds the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you won't receive good feedback. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be definitely times where people reject you, and that's okay. Um, there's also going to be more times probably than not that people will accept the call that you've given them. And, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. God could be wanting to use you specifically to reach people that nobody else could. Yeah, That's why it's always needs, always needs to be like a forethought in your mind is that God has called us all, but there are people that I can reach that nobody else can, and mm-hmm. there's people that people can reach that I can't. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, I, I love that analogy um, about, like, you know, if you had the cure for cancer, because it just kind of puts it into per- perspective, like, Jesus is the salvation like right. of the world. And so we should act like it is the cure. <laughs> and Absolutely. Because we would definitely try and tell everybody we could. Like, I'd be calling every hospital I know and be like, I found out the cure, like, for mm-hmm. cancer. And I feel like that's the same way, you know, just looking, like, at, at real examples in life. Like, if I see, like, a, a great movie, like, 
I'm telling people about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just natural. Like, it's going to come up in conversation. I'm going to be like, dude, did you see this movie? 10 out of 10, you got to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it so easy for us to to share a good movie or, or show someone a hilarious video or a good book recommendation or music? You know, right. people share music all the time. Like, you hear a great song and you're like, I got to share it with people. But that's like not our first response, I feel like, with the gospel. It's hard to keep that in your mind when you haven't been sick in a while. Mm. So, you know, at one time you had the cure. At one time you may have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and into your life. And probably at that moment you probably were a lot more vocal than what you may be now walking a few months, few years down the road than you were then. Well, why is that? Well, it's been a long time since you've been sick. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in our flesh we forget. Yeah, That's why the Lord says to for us to uh, to to refer back, to remember all the things that the Lord has done for us how he saved us, where he saved us, and what he saved us from, and what he's brought us to. Um, so, yeah, it, I mean, sometimes it's hard to keep that in your mind of, like, I need to constantly be on um, on lookout for ways so that I can share my faith and share mm-hmm. the gospel to share the cure for humanity. But it's hard to do when you hadn't been sick in a while. Yeah, for sure. And that's what's so powerful about a testimony. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into that a little later. Um, but so I feel like we've hinted at this just kind of, naturally yep uh, but why should we share the gospel number one it's a commandment from jesus Mm -hmm. jesus said you know to go into all the world and share the gospel to preach the good news to the poor Mm -hmm. to give people a hope to let them know that hey at one time us and our sin was separated from god and there was not a whole lot of ways that we could be made right in the image in god in god's image Again, and ultimately it's his son's sacrifice that he did that got us to that place to where we can now boldly approach, as the mm-hmm. word would say, the throne of God with our needs yeah. and of what we need out of this life. So number one, yes, it's a, it's a commandment of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And number two, like we just said, if you have the cure for yeah. the world, if you have the hope that people need, if people are dead in their sin and dead in their trespasses and dead in their just hopelessness, why would you not want to share this amazing news that, hey, it might be, it might be bad temporarily, but if you put your faith in the one who has it all, you'll never lack for anything again. Mm-hmm. The woman at the well, he told her, if you'll drink from my fountain, you'll never yeah. thirst again. What mm-hmm. is that really referring to? It's referring to if you'll put your hope and trust in me, you'll never lack anything. Yeah. Because so eternity good. is now at stake. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I think, yeah, number one, obviously, Jesus commands it. But number two, man, we should we should want, it's people's eternity on the line. And mm-hmm. so if we have that news, we should be like, hey, like I have the the good news of like how you can be with God for right. eternity and not away from him. Like, of mm-hmm. course you're, you don't want anyone to spend eternity in hell. Right. Like us as Christians, we should care enough about people to not want them to do that. That's the biggest thing to me is like, why should we share the gospel? Do you want that person to spend eternity away from God in hell? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no. A humbling thought too, is that Jesus pursued you so greatly that mm-hmm. you can't even fathom it. I had a conversation a while back with the, with Pastor Steve, and if anybody is close to me, you know, um, my mom is not necessarily, she's not, she's not in a, in a good relationship with the Lord. She's not Mm -hmm. really following the Lord. She's kind of doing her own thing. And I told her, you know, I I told Pastor Steve, I was like, you know, I have just some concerns about her salvation, about her walk with the Lord and how she's viewed and everything like Mm -hmm. that. And he kind of stopped me. He was like, you do know he wants her salvation more than you do. Mm. And that was very humbling. Yeah. Is that at one point God wanted my salvation and for me to come to know him more yeah. than anybody else could have, even the people that love me the most. Mm-hmm. And it, when now when I look at people, even strangers, I kind of look at them with that same kind of thought, is that 
my gosh, I want them to be able to know this God and what he's done for me and what I've seen him do in my life. But more importantly than that, God wants them to, wants them to know him more than, than I do. Mm-hmm. So how, how humbling is that? Yeah. That God, God is so passionately pursuing people to come to know him and that he's chosen us to be his ambassadors on this earth, to be able to bring people to know this kind of God that we know. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, but a while ago it is a pen and teller. They're magicians. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, they had like a um, magician show or whatever. And um, I think it's Penn, that guy, he is an atheist and he made mm-hmm. this statement um, regarding Christianity and, and, and basically sharing the gospel. And he was like, if you are a Christian and like truly believe, you know, mm-hmm. that it's real, how much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them? Yeah. And like he was saying, like, I respect people who come up to me and share the gospel because that proves that like, okay, they're real. They know mm-hmm. it. Like they actually care about me and mm-hmm. want me to know, even though I don't be- like, he doesn't believe that he's an atheist, but he's like, there's so many people that claim the gospel, but aren't sharing it. And so I feel like that's probably what a lot of people have problems with is like, if you have this great news and you believe it's real, why mm-hmm. would you not be telling everybody? And I think right. that's a, a really good perspective to have of like an atheist is saying this, mm-hmm. like someone who doesn't believe in God, but he's making the statement of like, how much you have to hate somebody as a Christian to mm-hmm. not share the gospel with them. And even in some ways, which I know that we'll probably get into this in a little bit, is that um, there are probably people that are very passionate about their relationship with the Lord, but I'm just going to be honest, and I'm going to call you out a little bit. You probably don't share the gospel the right way. Mm. You're probably not. Yeah. You're 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 pushing people further away than yeah. you're bringing people let's, in. Let's get into it. So okay. how, um, kind of going that route, how should we not share the gospel? Well. Um, I think that's a... There's a lot of ways we should not. <laughs> oh, for sure. And um, we could stay on this conversation for hours mm. and days. Don't even. We, don't, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm going to try to hone it in kind of on one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read you a scripture. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. It says, Instead, you must worship Christ as, your Lord, as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Mm. Here's the key part. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then, if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. That's powerful. That is gentle and and respectful. respectful. (laughs) And I don't know if you've looked at culture recently, but nobody nobody respects anybody. There's a lot of Christians that are not absolutely. And dude, I know you're about you're going to speak on this and expound, but gentleness, yeah, it's a fruit of the spirit. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the most forgotten fruits of the Spirit. Yes. Because it is not something that's practiced. Yes. And, man, if we're believers, that should be in our life. That should be a part of us. Is like, And some people might, for a long time, I feel like I just kind of didn't know, like, gentleness. Like, you just got to be, like, mm-hmm. talk, like, really quiet. Like, no, yeah. gentleness is just, like, like you have You're the humble. spirit. Yeah, like, you have the spirit of, like, you you don't want to come across in a an anger like mm-hmm. mean way like gentle is like you realize this person doesn't even know the gospel mm-hmm. is a sinner and, and is probably dealing with a lot of hurt and pain and and, and struggling with a lot like so you got to come in with that gentle spirit of just like like you come in soft and uh, like mm-hmm. you ease it into it and you're not yelling you're not you're not coming down with the like you're going to hell you're a sinner like that's just not not what you do that's gentleness is a complete opposite is like like, man, I, I just want to talk, you know, mm-hmm. I want to hear your story. And like, it's being a listening ear. And, and so I feel like that's kind of a, 
a lost fruit of the spirit. Absolutely. Um, is gentleness. And so c- continue. What do you, oh, what yeah, do you have to sure. say about that scripture? I know I'm saying this a lot already, but what's humbling to know is that, <laughs> that a lot of times the church has perceived the gospel and made Jesus out to be just this big tyrant mm-hmm. in the sky. Yeah. Somebody who's full of wrath, full of justice. And he, I mean, he is full, he, he is full of justice and how he hates sin, which he does hate sin. But like you just said, a lot of people don't even know the extent of the gospel that you do. So how are, how are they expected to understand mm-hmm. God in that sense when they don't even understand him for his, for his gentleness? At all, yeah. So that's why I think it's so important when the Bible says to approach people gently and respectfully, because think about this. How did you come to know the Lord? Mm. Did you come to know the Lord through all of his wrath and you were just so afraid of him and uh, you thought that he was going to smite you down? And, uh, and uh, there are probably people that would probably speak against me and say, yeah, because, I mean, and whatever. Scare, they're scared and of hell. If you, and, if you yeah. have a, if you, if that's you or whatever, call me. We'll have a conversation. Yeah. But I know from my own salvation experience, it was God's, and this is, this is, the, this, is the, this is scripture. Yeah, this is truth. It's his kindness. Yep. Mm-hmm. That brought me to repentance. Yeah. It was that I understood and I saw for the first time God was so kind and gentle to me that made me want to be able to start and begin a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. When I understood what he had finally done on the cross, the sacrifice that he made, the torture that he endured, and the stuff that he had to go through being fully God and fully man, knowing that he could smite these people anytime he wanted to. He could snap his fingers and we'd be gone. Humanity mm-hmm. wouldn't even exist. But rather, he chose to humble himself, carry his cross, be beaten, tortured, slaughtered, made fun of, spit upon, all for what? For you? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know I don't know a lot of people that I would, or really, if anybody, that I would do that for. Yeah. And to think that somebody would love me enough to want to do that for me, mm-hmm. and really expecting nothing less, I could deny him now, and the cross still stands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah, it is. That's so good. Gentle and respectful people. I feel like a lot of people have lost that, and people Absolutely. are. So the way not to do it is um, people that are angry, yelling. Mm-hmm. You know, on social media, people making videos of just like calling out sinners and just like right. shame and and guilt, just throwing it at people, telling them like. There's even pastors that preach that are yeah. just like, like they're just angry, <laughs> and like right. they claim a righteous anger, but they're never preaching. The love of Christ, right. and it's like, like you said, it's in Scripture. It says it's His kindness that leads to repentance. Right. Um, Which let's so, leave a disclaimer here too for the people that are listening that might want to try to, you know, mm-hmm. pull something out of it that for and say something that we're not. In no way am I saying that sin should not be addressed. No, no. absolutely not, because it is our sin that separates us from Him, and yeah. until we renounce our sin, we can't be made whole in Him. Mm-hmm. So we for sure need to look at that. Yeah. Um, one example that I will say though is how you approach people is that at Lyft Conference. It's mm-hmm. a creative conference. Essentially it's just a bunch of people who are already believers gathering for a conference. You know, they're either working as a worship in the worship team in production and the creative world and like in my world and stuff. And one of the things that kind of stuck with me is that um Shelly Giglio, she was talking in a breakout session and uh, she said she was talking about one of her employees, his name was Layton mm-hmm. and he was her graphic designer. She said, when he first came on staff, I was not direct with him. Mm-hmm. She said, I had to build the relational equity with mm-hmm. him to then be as direct with him as I am now. Yeah. She said, at first we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a good lens to kind of look at how you should filter mm-hmm. how you approach people, especially lost people. You approach people and you 
present the gospel to them. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Look at what he's done for you. And as you grow with this person and as they grow in price, you're building that relational equity to them one day. You have the relationship with that person. Then you can be direct and say, you're sinning. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. You need to turn and repent. Yeah. If you just tell me that as a stranger, chances are I'm not going to do that, and it makes me want to go do it even more. Yeah. But if I know that you could be direct with me and say, hey, you're sending to stop and to know mm-hmm. that you just wouldn't turn your back and leave and like like leave me to just live for myself or whatever, mm-hmm. that holds a lot more weight. Yeah. Like if I had just met you a month ago and I call you and be like, you know, you're sinning. You mm-hmm. need to stop it. Is that really going to change your mind on anything? Probably not. But if I've been your friend for two or three years and we hang out all the time, we go get lunch, I buy mm-hmm. your lunch, you buy my lunch sometimes, we go on trips together, whatever, and I come to you and say, hey, dude, I'm noticing this one thing in your life. And I believe that it's sin, and I think that you need to address it with the Lord and work it out in your own salvation and pray and ask the Lord if this is something you need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. What kind of weight does that then hold? More. It's the mean, same kind of way yeah. that I would believe that the Lord does with us is mm-hmm. that he does address the heart issue first. He does. He is very stern, and he says, you know, you are, you're wrapped up in sin, and I cannot look upon sin. So until you confess your belief in my son and what he's done as a sacrifice for you— we can't, we can't, we can't build on this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like we've said a thousand times, it's this kindness that leads us to a continued repentance mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. And now we're at this place with God where He can be like, "You need to stop that. Mm-hmm. You need to turn from that. You need mm-hmm. to repent." And it's not this just whole direct wrathful. Sin. No, it's because I've built a relational equity mm-hmm. with my Savior that yeah. He can now speak with me directly and say, "That's something you need to turn from." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think, so, you know, we've talked about how we shouldn't, is basically just being angry and casting, you know, the sin and shame on people. Uh, and we should be gentle and respectful, and that's the way we should share our faith. And mm-hmm. so, kind of, this is kind of a, a paired question, I feel like. How did Jesus do it, and so how should we do it? And so I think when we look at Jesus' life, and this is continuing what you're saying, mm-hmm. in nowhere in Scripture did Jesus ever, like, judge the sinner right there mm-hmm. like in a way of like oh you're he a never sinner put condemnation like, on people. like leave right. yeah like there was no condemn just like the bible says there's no condemnation in christ jesus and mm-hmm. that's when we're in relationship with him there's no condemnation but what's funny is like when jesus we are was here on earth there's no condemnation in christ jesus mm-hmm. like in christ jesus himself he did not hold condemnation towards these sinners who didn't know him mm-hmm. what did he do in response to to their sin like he loved them. He he talked to them. He accepted them. Mm-hmm. Like he listened. He he built relationship. With he sat people. at tables no one else would sit at. Right. He hung out with the people. Like man, if there's a table with the 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 people who are stealing, the the prostitutes, tax collectors, like all the people everybody hated, the Pharisees. If there's a table that like he's gonna go sit down and just and just talk with them. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of the people didn't want to do that, and they would steer clear of those tables because they were like, those are the sinners. We can't hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And I think there's always like, yeah, you shouldn't hang out with, with sinners every day of your life and surround yourself with them. But we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. Mm-hmm. And Jesus did that, painted that picture perfectly of how to be in the world, right. but not of it because he was in and around those people all the time. But who brought who, where, right? Jesus brought them to his level. Right. Like he wasn't ever brought down obviously because he's the son of God, but we should be able to, spend enough time with Jesus on our own right. so that when we're in the world, we don't become of it and we're able to be the light in the world and where our light isn't covered up. Um, and so I think Jesus always led with love mm-hmm. and with the woman at the well, mm-hmm. with um, 
and there's so many different ones. Whenever he was healing yeah. people, like yeah. it was always like it wasn't like, oh, you deserve this being yeah, paralyzed. Absolutely. You deserve to be poor. You deserve this because of that, because of that sin. Like, no, it was always Jesus was always going to lead with love with whatever it was. Um, and even there was a another lady, I think, that was going to get stoned. Yes, for, that's exactly what for, I was about um, to bring up. Absolutely. Yeah, for adultery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it was she got caught. In mm-hmm. adultery, and everybody's like, "We got a stoner," mm-hmm. and, and well, they they tried to challenge Jesus yeah. with that because they said the law the law says mm-hmm. we should stone this woman. Yeah. What do you say, teacher? Because they were trying to catch him. Mm-hmm. And notice the thing that Jesus says: Jesus did not shy away from addressing her sin, but rather he flipped it back on him. He said, mm-hmm. "If any one of you hasn't sinned, you cast the first stone." Mm-hmm. He flipped it back on you to show you that you're just as much of a sinner as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So you. If you're not the son of God, you have you don't have the authority yeah. to stand in a place of judgment to say, mm-hmm. I'm now going to throw the first stone at you because you have sin in your own life. Mm-hmm. It's not that you can't address sin. It's just that when you're trying to act in the place of who he is, he's the only one that has the authority to, mm-hmm. to cast the stone because he was the only one that was ever sinless. Yeah. And then what did he say? He says, you know, whoever doesn't have sin, you throw the first yeah, stone. Yeah, exactly. Then what does he say to her is like, yeah, they You've all been, they they all walk away. Yeah, and now he's just with her, and he's like, "You've been forgiven." He said, yeah, he Go said. He says, no where, "He says, where are they at?" Yeah, he said, "Has nobody condemned you?" She said, "No, teacher." Mm-hmm. He said, then neither do I condemn you. Yeah. Now go, and now this is the key part. He said, mm-hmm. go and sin no more. Yeah, so he built a relational equity right there. Yeah, and to he, be able but to say, what did he lead with? He led with the love by saying, like, "Man, I just." Called them out, so yeah. they're not going to stone you. If you, you have sin in your own you, life, then you throw the first stone. Protected exactly. you from getting stoned, and then I forgive you of your sins Mm -hmm. like he didn't say sin no more then you'll be forgiven Mm -hmm. that's impossible but he was like you've been forgiven now out of this love of forgiveness go and sin no more right exactly and so i think that's what that's what we got to do man if you have somebody in your life if it's a somebody you barely know a stranger maybe it's a friend even a family member like you can't go to them Mm -mm. like if they don't know jesus like if they're they're not a christian you can't go to them just be like Hey, what you're doing is sinning. Like, mm-hmm. even if you like, because you were talking about, you know, building relational equity, and I think kind of in a sense of like they might be a Christian, so you can call out their mm-hmm. sin if you have that relationship. But if it's somebody who doesn't know Jesus, like you can't go to them and be like, hey, what you're doing is a sin. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to stop. You need to if stop you want, it. like, yeah. like they're not. Right. They don't. They're. We can't expect people who aren't Christians to live like a Christian, and so you have to be loving enough to lead them to Jesus. Like like Jesus would himself. And right. so it's, hey, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jesus, but it's like, he died for your sins. He loves you. Right. And that love of Jesus, like, I think some people are like, it's not all about the love. We got to talk about sin. 100%. That's true. But it's, like we said, it's the kindness. It's mm-hmm. the love that's going to transform their heart mm-hmm. and then no more sin. Because then there's also this. The Bible says, to the extent that you show mercy to people, Mercy will be shown to you. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. I don't know about you, but God, I need a lot of mercy. I need to start showing so, more. <laughs> ex- exactly. So that that's the whole that's the whole point that Jesus is trying to make, especially when he was here on the earth and even to us now, is that he's trying to flip it back on you. Yes, you address sin. Not saying that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should address people that you're close to or whatever and help call them out of the sin that they're in, because that's also a commandment. That's mm-hmm. all that's all over the that's all over scripture. It's in Proverbs, it's everywhere. However, and Matthew would even say, you know, pull the plank out of your own eye, which I'll get, we can get into that in a little bit. But to the extent that you show mercy, you'll be mercy will be shown unto you. 
So if I'm not merciful to people, how can I expect God to be merciful unto me? Mm -hmm. It also says, to the extent that you show forgiveness, forgiveness will be shown unto you. Wow. There's a lot of people that I don't want to forgive for a lot of stuff. Is it worth my own salvation? Mm. Is it worth my own eternity in heaven? Because to the extent that I show people these things, God will one day hold me to account for and say, well, you did it to these people. How can Mm -hmm. you expect me not to do it to you? He's trying to flip the script back onto us to make Mm -hmm. us self-aware of who we, of the, the filthy rags that we hold. Mm-hmm. The most righteous person on the earth, even Isaiah would say at the time he was one of the most righteous people that had ever lived. He said, my best is nothing but filthy rags. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that you always have to keep in the in the forefront of your mind is that even at your best day, if you've went the day and you've only sinned twice, mm-hmm. which I think is probably impossible, you've probably sinned probably hundreds of times during the day, yeah. at your best is still filthy rags compared to his goodness and his holiness. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what does separate us from God. But that's why we have to keep constantly walking in repentance, praying mm-hmm. for repentance. Like, God, forgive me from this. And it's not just asking, you know, oh, God, I messed up again. Help me with this. Repentance is turning away from. So I recognize a behavior that's toxic, that is sinful and does not align with Scripture. And then I mm-hmm. turn away from the said behavior and I return to it no more. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way when we approach people. Yeah. Show them mercy mm-hmm. because God wants to show you mercy. Yeah. Show them gentleness because God wants to show you gentleness. Mm-hmm. So we're about to, to wrap things up. But before we do, Lance, give us, uh, I each want to kind of give like a practical, like what's a practical step for people that are believers that they want to share their faith more with strangers, with maybe a, a family member, a friend, somebody they're close to, not as close to, like what's something practical that you can give give the people on how they can share their faith better? I'm going to kind of give you two two things. The first thing is probably going to be the most churchy answer you've ever heard in your life. Read your Bible. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's, it's all right there, literally. If you don't mm-hmm. read anything else, just go read everything in red. Mm-hmm. See how Jesus talked to people. See how he walked with people. Mm-hmm. See how he built relationships with people. And then by you praying and asking, Lord, show me that same way so that I can approach people in such a way that they do not feel condemnation. The second thing that I will give you is Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. It says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. Mm. One translation would say, study to show thyself approved. Mm -hmm. I got told that a lot growing up. (laughs) (laughs) So it's essentially saying that if you're going to talk about this thing, you better know what you're talking about. Don't go just with some flaky, airheaded conversations and Mm. statements because you might be sinning in in that as well. So do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. If you know that Jesus has set you free, you will never approach somebody in hostility. Mm-hmm. You will only approach them with gentleness and kindness because you first recognize that that's how he approached you, and then now you will approach people the same way. Boom. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, great scripture. I mean, we got to know what we're talking about mm-hmm. to talk to people. Um, and so where I think we need to read our Bible, we know, need to know the scripture, pairing that with your testimony. So yes. the one thing I will say is how powerful— storytelling absolutely is but personal storytelling which mm-hmm. is the definition of a testimony and so man if you're looking to share your faith more um with whoever it is like just tell them like your story mm-hmm. of what jesus did in your life like you i feel like we make it too complicated sometimes and so you start with wh- what were you like before you were a sinful person who needed jesus who was broken and you can expound on how you were broken and then tell them who jesus is 
and how he came into your life and what he did to transform your life. And now you're redeemed and you're in relationship with God because of Jesus' sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so basically you pair your story with the gospel, with Jesus' story, and and put it together. And like you just share what Jesus did for you. And man, that's so compelling for Mm -hmm. people. If it's somebody you don't know, if it's somebody you know very well, regardless, like if you have a chance to talk to somebody, like you just tell them their story. They'll know that you're real. And you're genuine. Like, it's mm-hmm. not some fake, like, you're just coming out and them with Bible, Scripture, Bible, 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 and just throwing at them. Like, that's not going to be useful. You need to know the Scripture mm-hmm. to be able to share. But just come with, like, what did Jesus do for you? And you'll be surprised at what, you know, what will, like, pierce somebody's heart. And, like, and maybe they resonate with something or they've gone through the same thing. And then now that opens up more conversation. But I would say don't don't discount your testimony. Mm-hmm. Testimony is, is one of the greatest ways to share the gospel because you can be real with that person. So Lance, anything, any last last words you want to give them before we get off here? I think I've given them a lot. <laughs> I know we're I running out so of time. Too. So reverse like 40 seconds. <laughs> reverse like the last five minutes, listen to it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, share your faith. I know it's hard. Yeah. I know it's scary. Um, and there's a lot more we could talk about, but I think we answered some good questions and um Hopefully this was encouraging to yes. you guys listening. Like, hey, we know it's scary. We know it's hard. We're not saying it's easy. Don't ever shy away from it, though, because no. you never know how God can use that to build up your faith. Mm-hmm. That as well. Yeah. The Lord, if the Lord ever, you feel like he's speaking to you to go do something, I would act on it. Like, if he's telling you, go, hey, like, go talk to that person. Like, you never know what could happen. You know what? Actually, I do have one more final thought. Okay. If you're going to read, if you're going to try to study, like, it, obviously study the whole thing, mm-hmm. but I've said it before and I'll, I'll keep saying it again. Study Proverbs. Mm. The second greatest thing that I think that you could ever ask God for other than salvation is wisdom. Yeah. You need wisdom to navigate this life and to navigate conversations and to know when the time is right to speak to people. Mm-hmm. So go to Proverbs. Yeah. Read Proverbs, study Proverbs. It's the book of, it's the book of wisdom. You can't go wrong with mm-hmm. it. You will learn so much more about God, and it'll humble you a lot. Yeah. And it'll make you see things that you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. Go study wisdom. I love it. So good. Lance, thank you for being on here. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll have you on again soon, I'm sure. Yep. Because you Always it. ready. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully this was challenging and encouraging. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Boom. <laughs>